Again, come at me, show, doing what we do. That is our thing. Guys, I don't know what it is about me. I don't know if this is relatable at all, but I apologize for things that are my fault constantly, all the time. It's all I do. It's what I do. If that offends you, I'm sorry. But you know what? I'm not sorry. I shouldn't be saying I'm sorry. Who cares if that (laughs) offends you? That's not even a terrible example. At work all the time, someone's like, hey, what's going on with this? And I say, well, so-and-so didn't get me this thing, so it's not, I, I don't know, whatever. There's an issue. It's not my fault. I still apologize. I was like, well, sorry about that. It's, I don't know why. I just want everybody to be happy. Everybody to be happy. If I order, like, takeout and someone's like, uh, Tim, get me uh uh, a diet coke and then i'm like oh no all they have are pepsi i'm so sorry why am i sorry they it's not my fault that this place only has pepsi <sighs> coming in hot off the top i just i, I i'm i'm a, i'm i'm being a, a pansy about this being a baby about it i just i don't know why i want everyone to be happy all the time I err on the side if anybody's ever insulted or hurt or uh, if I any if I ever even slightly impact anyone's day give someone a negative day have a negative day if I'm ever a bother anybody <laughs> I just feel so bad about it I'm not Catholic but maybe that's the Catholic guilt thing is it just if anybody <laughs> if I inconvenience anybody even slightly even if it's not my fault just the deliverer as the deliverer of bad news, I get anxious and sad and upset, and I don't want to want to bum anybody out. I guess I'd be a terrible mailman, you know, because mailmen deliver all kinds of good and bad messages all day. I couldn't be a secretary and have the boss come in and be like, "Okay, so what are the messages?" And I'll be like, "I'm so so sorry, but <laughs> somebody canceled your lunch." And I'll be like, "Oh, okay, that's not your fault." And I'll say. Oh, well, what happened with the meeting? I'm like, I'm I'm so sorry, but we had they moved it back. They had to move the meeting. And it's like, again, this is not your fault, but I don't know why I'm apologizing. Does anybody else apologize all the time? Is it a tick? Am I nervous? Am I anxious? I just I think I just want everyone to be happy. I need something else to say other than I'm sorry. Tough tits. I don't know. Would that work? Sorry, man, they're out of uh, I can't say sorry. I got to come up with something other than sorry to say other than sorry. Um, They were out of Pepsi. Tough tits, man. <laughs> they were out of uh, the meeting. I pushed back. Bro, I, I want to say even then, I really just want to say I'm sorry. And again, it's not my fault. Things happen that are out of my control. And yet I say I'm sorry. The problem with saying sorry, which I. 
I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad to want everybody to have, be happy that everyone you want everybody to have a good time. I think it's nice. I think I'm a good dude and I, and I want everybody to be good and happy. And, and that's great. But the problem is then once you I think when you say you're sorry, people think it's your fault because like the only reason somebody would say they're sorry is if it's their fault. So when you apologize that the restaurant has Pepsi and not Coke, it's like, what did you do to to cause them to only have Pepsi and not Coke? Did you sneak in here? Did you break into this restaurant in the middle of the night knowing that we were going to come here for lunch? Did you did you break in and did you take all of their coca-colas and diet cokes and replace them with pepsi just to to fuck with me in this situation is that what you did and it's like no of course what person would do that but it's like yeah but then why did you say why did you say you're sorry did you move the meeting is that what the problem is why are you apologizing because someone else moved the meeting did you kidnap their son and hold him at gunpoint and ransom him for $500 and moving this later, this meeting to tomorrow. Did you do something to ruin this for me? No. Then why are you saying sorry? That's, that's the thing. I need something. I need a thing to say instead of sorry that, that expresses my condolences and maybe that's it. Maybe I should just express my, give you my condolences. <laughs> Tim, what happened to the meeting? Um, you have my condolences. It got moved back to tomorrow. You have my keeping you in my thoughts and prayers. I don't know. Is that <laughs> how do you deliver bad news? I can't deliver. I don't, I, I haven't had to deliver a lot of bad news, knock on wood or this plastic table that I use, but I don't think I'd be good at it. I've delivered bad news before, like at meetings and stuff for work and different jobs and I'll come in and say, you know, the numbers aren't going well. And they're like, Tim, is this bad? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're just like, but the way you're saying this is you're not, <laughs> you're not saying this like it's a sad thing. You came in here like, well, OK, so the problem is that we lost a lot of money this quarter. And they're like, but you're saying you're you're speaking to us like a librarian reads to a group of children. And I say, well, I putting about as much effort into this job as a librarian puts into <laughs> reading a book to kids. Uh, I, you know, I'm committed for 10 pages and then I'm out for the day. That's pretty much my MO here. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm sorry if I bothered you guys. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm on top of the world guys. Anything's possible. A lot's happened over the weekend. I made the egg sandwich I've been seeing on TikTok. It's incredible. I love it. Would recommend. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google TikTok egg sandwich. <laughs> you crack a bunch of eggs in a skillet like you're making an omelet. You put the bread in, soak both sides, fold it all in on itself. It's incredible. It's beautiful. It's a it's a wonderful thing. Breakfast. Uh, breakfast is the most fun meal of the day with the least amount of new things. Like if you want to eat eggs every day, there are about a billion recipes of different ways you can make eggs. You can make it into a sandwich. You can cut a hole in a bread and you can crack an egg in it. There's just a million 
There's a billion different combinations. It's like Taco Bell. You go in there and it's like how many your menu has 500 items and you have four ingredients in the back. <laughs> you have ground beef, shells, lettuce, tomatoes, cheese. You got excuse me, five and then you got all your sauces and somehow you've made a crunch wrap, a burrito, a taco and me spend $13 at 3 a.m. because I'm hungry. Taco Bell's great. And and the egg thing, it's <laughs> Taco Bell's I love Taco. I don't know what it is about Taco Bell. I feel like I hadn't had Taco Bell in like years. And then somehow, since I moved, I've been eating Taco Bell like every other week. It is ridiculous. It's not even close to my house. I walk so far to go to this Taco Bell and all the way back. It's not like easy to get to. I'm just like, okay, cool. Gotta go for a walk somewhere so I can stay healthy. Might as well walk to the Taco Bell. Known for its superior quality and ingredients. And and you can get anything on the menu. Nothing is better than just the soft taco with Taco Bell. It's the best. It's the top tier. I get other things. I'm like, oh, cool. You have a grilled cheese burrito. That sounds fun. It's fine. Ultimately, I really just want 10 soft tacos. That's the dream. That's the goal. But again, they're just repackaging everything. Kind of like eggs and bread are repackaged every five minutes on the internet and for breakfast egg sandwich. I made it. It's delicious. It's super easy, but it's like takes effort. It's simple, but you have to try. And the first time I make it as the, is the first time I ever do any recipe. Anytime I'm cooking anything, the first time I make a recipe, I say, damn, this is so easy. I'm going to do this all the time. Then I make it the second time and I'm like, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> I am done. I'm done with it. Made the egg sandwich twice. And now second time it was good, but I was like, I don't know if I need to eat an egg sandwich every day. This is too much. I got to break this up with something. Got to put eggs, do some eggs in a basket, mix it up. Can't do that. Anytime I make a new recipe, I'm like, okay, cool. I had shrimp. I had shrimp for lunch last for dinner last week. I'm going to want shrimp again this week. I buy shrimp and then I'm like, oh man, I have to eat this, these shrimp. Why am I getting my hopes up about this stuff? You got to space it out. I get, I get too excited. I go all in on something. Tim, you're eating a porterhouse every day. And then the week goes by and I'm like, can we get something else other than a porterhouse? No. Okay. I guess I'm on the all red meat diet. Why aren't I eating more red meat? That's my goal. That's my goal for 2021 to eat more red meat. Doctors, science, medicine will say to cut it out. And I say, who are you? Show me an article, a real article that says eating a steak once a week isn't amazing for your health. And I'll show you an idiot who doesn't love good food because steaks are delicious and I should eat them every week. Every week, treat yourself to a steak. Why not? Why not? Or a hamburger. One of the two. Do your part. These cows, they're farting and destroying the environment. They're releasing carbon (laughs) dioxide into the atmosphere or monoxide or whichever one is the bad one into the atmosphere. And it's causing a greenhouse. Do your part. Buy a steak. Kill a cow. Save the planet. That's what we should be thinking about now. That's how you support the cause and the environment. That's the Green New Deal for me. I'm I'm tired, guys. Long day at work. I made the egg sandwich twice got over it i was like you know what i want 
pancakes. I went out, I got pancake mix. I made pancakes and I went all out. I got some little chocolate chippies in there. I got some syrup and I like drizzled them on the pancakes while they were still baking. So it's like a McGriddle. And then I flipped them over and they were delicious. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm making all the pancakes. I ate two pancakes and I was like, okay, I'm done with pancakes. I guess I don't need pancakes anymore. I made them again like the next day and I was like, okay, I'm I'm done. I don't need pancakes ever. I don't know why I bought the big box of pancake mix. I'm not going to want pancakes again for at least four months. So why am I <laughs> committing to just throwing away like, all this extra pancake mix? Like, what do I put it in the freezer? How do I hold on to this stuff? How do I keep it safe? <sighs> I don't know. The stress is that I'm just just anxious. It's been an anxious week, guys. I was anxious last week. Ugh. The election. Oh, should we talk about it? I don't want to talk about it. We should talk about it. Why not? What is what else? What else are we going to talk about? It's literally all I was thinking about last week, and it was so stressful. Oh, I wanted to know right away, right away. Just tell us who won. But of course they can't. It has to be dragged on and on and on. Like that TV show you're only watching because you want the guy and the girl or whoever to get together. But it's like, oh, they kiss, but she's still got a boyfriend. And it's like, come on, Jim and Pam, get together so I can stop watching this show. You know, (laughs) I'm a sucker for a TV show romance. If there's even the slightest inclination that that two people are going to get together, I will watch the show until they do. That is how I got through 18 seasons of Bones. I just had to see what Zoe Deschanel's sister was going to do with Buffy's, uh, the Vampire Slayer's former Beau Angel. I wanted to see them get together. I wanted to see them work it out. I wanted to see if love really did exist in the world of Bones. Could a forensic scientist or an archaeologist or a bone doctor and an FBI agent really make it work? And the answer is, I guess so. I don't know. I stopped. I stopped watching after they got together. That's kind of how I feel about this politics. Like once the election's over, it's like, cool, time to check out until I find find a new series. I like. Now, I'm done. <laughs> now that they got together, who cares? It's off. It's over. It's whatever. It's not interesting anymore. But man, the election, everything was building up to it. It's so intense. So I'm so anxious. So a me and Pat did one of our uh, patented Political talks. We've done a, cu- a couple like little uh, little bonus pods after debates and stuff. And, you know, the first one was all right. The second two, I feel like we hit our stride in the middle because we. The trick is to not be too invested when we were too intense about it and too serious. I don't think it's fun for anybody. But when you're kind of like a little loose and had a couple drinks and you're cracking jokes and stuff, I think we hit a nice groove. And then we did one last week and it was like so long. And I I think we were just so intense. We were still just both. So it wasn't decided yet. We did it like Thursday night and we were still it felt like Biden was going to win. But who knows? We're still it's still up in the air. They can't call anything. Trump saying all this insane shit about how like the votes have been hacked and he wants he wants people to stop counting votes in one state, but keep counting votes in another state. I mean, this is insane. This is an insane man <laughs> talking insane shit and 70 million people in our country voted for him. He's a fucking lunatic <laughs> and people voted for this guy. They voted for a guy who like actively hates democracy and actively does not want every vote counted. <laughs> 
he literally said stop counting votes. That was like he's crazy. He's an insane person. Trump gassed Americans. Nobody else. Why am I the only one who talks about this? Uh, he 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 used tear gas on a bunch of Americans so he could take a, a photo in front of a church holding a book, a church he's ever been to, holding a book he's never read. I mean, this man is crazy. And seventy million people in our country voted for him. And again, I, I get if you're like Republican and whatever, and it's not all black and white. It's not all good versus evil. Biden sucks in his own way, and sure, he's probably a better human being. But you know, is he still a great human being? I don't know. These guys are all weird. You know, people loved Bill Clinton, and now it f- turns out he was flying to that pedophile island with. Jeffrey Epstein all the time. Like, what is that about? We don't know what's going on with these guys. These rich dudes going into the woods, having sex with each other and burning effigies of animals and stuff. These guys are nuts. (laughs) They've gone down a couple conspiracy rabbit holes online, trying to figure out what's wrong with everything. Trying to get in the mindset, man. I was I realized my big takeaway talking to Pat on Thursday is like, I just don't know what's important to a large portion of the co- half the country, I have no idea what's important to them. If you're in a middle state and and you're just I don't even know the names of the middle states. Wisconsin, I want to say Wisconsin is Wisconsin a middle state. I should have just Googled what are the United States United States. Here we go. Let's see a map. Pull it up right here. What's a middle state? Here we go. I think I did this earlier on a podcast. I couldn't name any of the. <laughs> what anybody's from if you're a Nebraskan what do you want <laughs> what's important to you Colorado I know you just want to get high all the time I see you Colorado getting baked up there in the mountains doing whatever it is else you do in Colorado skiing you're skiing all high all over the place Colorado you crazy sons of bitches keep doing you South Dakota what do you want? What is you as a South Dakotan? What's your deal, man? What do you what are you looking for? What why <laughs> what are you voting for? Is it coal? Do you just want more coal? And and Trump was like, I'll bring back coal. And you're like, all right, coal, that's it. I'm not trying to <laughs> make fun of it. Sounds like I'm making fun of because I don't know what what the fuck I'm talking about. Can like what is what do people in Kansas want? What's important to people in Kansas? I have no idea. In my mind, they're all just farming and watching the Wizard of Oz on loop. Like, I, I have no concept of what can I imagine you cross the border into Kansas and the world turns all like black and white, like the beginning of the Wizard of Oz before she gets to color, you know, before she's in Oz. Like Kansas, you, <laughs> it's, all, it's just a black and white town. There's a weird border around it and you step through it and now you're in this weird old timey universe. And then you leave and it's like color, but it's not real color. It's again, it's like uh, it's like from the movie The Wizard of Oz and you're in Missouri and it's not like the colors that the rest of us see. It's like all these old pastels, (laughs) like the best that camera technology in the 50s could do or whenever The Wizard of Oz was. I don't know about time or space or things. I just I'm realizing I don't know what's. I ultimately. uh, I think the Democrats talk about all this moral shit and they're just kind of like attacking themselves and liberals are so concerned about like, 
uh, what do you call someone with their the what their gender is? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if anybody cares about this stuff. <laughs> I don't know why the gender the gender things. I don't think that's a a a deal breaker for anybody, but. I know now I know I have a couple friends in college now, or I know people who are in college, going to classes, going to school. And now whenever they give their name, they have to give their gender with them too, like their pronouns. And I'm just, it was just thinking if I was in school, I would be fucking with these people constantly. I'm not going to stand up and say, Tim, him, he, whatever. I'd be listing like eight of them and just forcing the teacher to call me by all of them. Every time we, they spoke to me. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy. I just don't know anyone who has unique pronouns who uh, that I'm uh, that I know or know of who's like demanded that other people use their their pronouns. You know, like when you when we talk about like, I don't again, I don't know. I'm an ignorant asshole. I don't know what's going on with this stuff. I just want everybody to be happy. and And if somebody asks you to refer to them in a certain way. I mean, if you care about them, you're just going to do it, right? You're not going to be like, oh, well, actually, blah, blah, blah. let me explain to you how you feel. No, no, no. If this is your friend or your loved one or your family member, you're just going to try and support them and do what makes them happy because why not? There's nothing else to, there's no other tricks to life other than trying to be happy and find some happiness and make other people happy. So if it makes somebody happy to be referred to in a certain way, why not do it? Sure, do it. Great, cool. But I've never heard any of those people like demand that other people per, like do that stuff, you know, but it seems like there's this narrative maybe on like the right that like, oh, if these people are doing their thing, they're going to force that on me. And I don't know if that's true or maybe that is true. And maybe that's not. I don't, I don't know. I, that's just what I'm thinking. I mean, the Democrats, the left, you see all these maps. It's all in like cities. So someone kind of insultingly be like, oh, if you want to, if you look at the Democratic parts of the map, it's all the places you would want to go to. It's like every vacation spot. You're going to Georgia. It's like, where would you go in Georgia? I don't know. Atlanta, Democrat, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Texas, where you want to go in Texas? Austin, cool. Liberal hub in there. I don't know if I don't know how valid any of that stuff is, but it seems true. I don't think it's that cut and cut and dry. But I don't know, maybe maybe if you're in these middle states, you're worried that people are going to come in here and tell you how to live your life and and make you live the way these crazy, shitty city people do. And I don't think people in the cities are doing it right. I've been living in the city and I commute an hour to work on the subway. It's like, really, is that much better than whatever they're doing in Wyoming? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Everyone's everyone probably on their own devices is doing fine. I, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm an idiot. Why? Nobody comes to me for political advice anyway. Why, why am I even talking about this? Just because it's what everybody's talking about right now. That's why. And I think ultimately, 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 it really just comes down to teams, man. We all want to be on teams. The Trump people aren't going to be, their minds aren't going to change, be changed by any of this stuff. I'm like, cool, it's a deal breaker that that Trump use tear gas on American citizens to take a photo op. And that's important to me because I just, I just see that as an insane, insane person in office and not to be like, I just, that doesn't matter to a lot of people. 
70 million people in this country said that's not important to me. That is not the deciding factor in me. And you know why? Probably because it doesn't affect their jobs, doesn't affect their income, doesn't affect like their actual life. All this stuff's cool about like helping people and pie in the sky and whatever. Democrats talk about these kids in cages, which is like a tragedy and people, kids being separated from their families at the borders. And it's like a legit tragedy. It's insane. It's so awful. But nobody cares. Like I, I care. But it doesn't affect my job. It doesn't affect my living. My paycheck isn't going to take a cut because this is happening. And at the end of the day, I think that's how a lot of people think. All these issues that we think are important really aren't as important as like, what have you done for me lately? What have you done? All the Democratic stuff is like very pie in the sky. It's like, well, we could do universal health care. We could do all these things. The Green New Deal. It's like all this stuff that takes time and progress and you build. And then Trump, you know, gives a tax cut and everyone sees an extra hundred bucks in their bank account. And they're like, this is it. You did more for me than Democrats have ever done. I'm all in on this. And, you know, I've seen all this stuff about the Trump tax cuts and how they're going to be done in 2021. And, and I don't know. I don't know. I just just want to talk about the election. This is the last time I'm talking about politics on this show, at least for a while. I don't think anybody comes here for politics. Nobody's coming here for my worldview on politics. Or maybe they are. I, I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> you have my condolences. Politics are tough. It's tricky. And and whatever. You can't talk to you can't you can't change people's mind on the internet. That's what I think. Everyone wants to be on a team. At the end of the day, everyone wants to join a cause and maybe they don't know too much about the cause, but they support them. Damn it. I don't know who's on the Jets right now, the New York Jets, but I support them. (laughs) I have a Jets hat that I wore the other day. Don't even know. You know who they're playing tonight? They're playing the Patriots, the Patriots. But I, <laughs> I don't know who the best player in the roster is. They traded away everybody. I haven't been paying attention that closely. They've lost every game. I'm not watching all these Jets games constantly, but I still just support them. You know why? Because they're my team. And I think that's it for a lot of people. I think a lot of people want to pick a side, pick a team, and then you stick with it. Uh, I, I don't know. That's my two cents. Last bit, last thing, last. I don't even know if it's a political thing. I was going to do thumbs up, thumbs down. I don't think we have time. Yes, we do. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm just doing one this week. One last serious thumbs up for Florida. Went for Trump in the election, whatever. Ultimately, not necessary. I don't know what Florida's doing. Florida's all over the place. I know a lot of people in Florida are uh, super liberal. I know a lot of people in Florida are super conservative. Whatever. I, I saw a lot of people online complaining about. Um, well, well, I think it's a great thing. That's why I'm giving Florida a thumbs up. They passed the $15 minimum wage. Voted for Trump, but insisted <laughs> on, I would argue, a Democratic or a very liberal platform, like fundamental, like, like, what do they call it? A building, like a cause in the thing. Like Bernie was the guy who was taught Bernie Sanders, like the most liberal guy out there who ran for president was the guy talking about raising the minimum wage. And he was the only person talking about it until it was taught until he brought it up. Nobody was. It felt like nobody was talking about it. Hillary wasn't talking about it until the third debate when all of a sudden she's just like, oh, yeah, I've always been for the $15 minimum wage. And Bernie Sanders looks at her like she's nuts because she's never been for it. She just started saying it now because he's been saying it. He's the most extreme left person in the in like the Democratic bubble started pushing the Democratic platform that way. 
and they adopted this like crate. Republicans don't want that. Republicans don't want a $15 minimum wage. That's not their thing. They don't want <laughs> poor people to have money. That's like not the goal. You can be a Republican and understand that that's not what they want. This is not a party of like handouts. But the the state that voted for Trump voted for a $15 minimum wage, which I think is great. I'm all for $15 minimum wage because we should have a livable wage in this country. If you're working 40 hours a week doing anything, you should be able to survive. And $15 an hour is not a lot. But I'll tell you what, it's a damn lot more than $8 an hour. If you're working 40 hours a week for $7, you might as well just throw yourself off a bridge. It's over. You can't do anything with that. That's not true. I don't mean that. I don't want anyone to do that. Just it's you have nothing. You are a child working a child. You might as well mow lawns. You might as well do something under the table. You know, you might as well. uh, I don't know. Give up, move into the woods, hunt your own food, grow your own vegetables and just live off the land because that's basically what you have been working for seven dollars an hour why even go to work just like stand outside with a cup you could get seven dollars an hour just just begging on the subway it's not that much fifteen dollars an hour is enough to like to to be a living and contributing member of the society not that you aren't before i'm not trying to belittle anybody just saying fifteen dollars an hour is not that much but it is life-changing money for the people who need it and there are a lot of people out there who need it i was looking at all these numbers they're all they're all different and crazy but something like 38 million people are going to be affected by this well i think that was in the entire country i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) that's so many people i don't think it's 38 million people in florida i think it was 38 million people in the entire country would benefit from a 15 dollar uh minimum wage but i don't know people i I saw so many people outraged in florida oh my god 15 dollars an hour why are you giving them 15 dollars an hour man it's gonna be so tough it's gonna be so first off half the people in florida are employed by corporations amazon walmart etc name another corporation these are big entities who already aren't paying taxes and whose owners and whatever are getting huge bonuses every year these are people who should be paying their employees more like sure the cost of goods could go up there, but they could also just like not write a check for their, you know, you know, the CEO could just not get like whatever a billion dollar bonus and then they can compensate for the difference like this. Like this money is there. Amazon's already these these companies already aren't paying taxes. You know, they've got money. They have more money to use on this. Sure. They can pass that cost on to us as consumers or they can do the right thing and like, you know, treat employees like people that's like the crazy thing to me is like it's at a certain point and maybe it was always like this i don't know it it felt like our parents were able to get jobs and work for companies for 30 40 years maybe get a pension maybe get whatever get a company car get treated with respect get time off accrue vacation days every couple years you were there you got an extra vacation week or whatever it was just treat it with respect, compensated fairly, able to like raise a home and raise a family and have a life and all this stuff and treat it with respect. And now, employees, we are expendable. That is like the cause of this whole like, what do you call it? Gig economy that we're in. People are bouncing from one job to another because it's the only way you can improve your own value. The idea of staying at a company now, working your way up the ladder and eventually making more money now does not exist in the same way it used to. 
because companies don't value like paying employees. They don't see that as a good thing. Somebody leaves the company, they they just give more work to other people and don't give them raises. Like that's the way things work. And now those employees have to leave. They have to move. The only way you're going to get a raise now is if you move to a new company at a new position and come in at a higher salary. $15 an hour. Oh, I saw so many people complain, but I make $18 an hour. Does that mean I'm only $3 better than this? Yeah, at first. Yeah. But if you're making if you're making more than minimum wage right now, that means that companies value you higher than a minimum wage employee. And if the minimum wage rises, guess what? They have to keep think of a way to keep you. They have to come up with a way to keep you around. So they're going to have to pay you more. Spoiler alert. I don't know much about economics, but I know that the minimum wage is $15 an hour. They got to raise it everywhere else, too. They got to. I don't know. I don't know. There's it. This pandemic has shown that everybody is on like that the fine line with their employment and stuff and money it's not people aren't just making shit tons of money now i don't know maybe you are maybe maybe you're well off maybe you're lucky and and god bless you if you are hope i hope everybody's happy and, and taken care of and well supported but there's plenty of people who just you know are going paycheck to paycheck and can't afford to be out of work for six months like with this pandemic it's crazy even when there is no pandemic Not a lot of people can afford to move jobs. If you're at a job and you're making this much money, can you afford to lose that job? A lot of people can't. But if the minimum wage is raised up, then all of a sudden you're not as worried about losing your job because you know at the bare minimum you will be able to make enough money to survive. And that's important. That gives power back to the employee. That's why like. I don't know. Obamacare was a good idea or why universal health care is a good idea, because then you aren't beholden to a company or an organization to get your health insurance. You wouldn't feel as beholden to stay in a bad employer situation if you could leave, know that you'd have enough money to survive working at whatever job you need to to pay the bills in the meantime. And you wouldn't need to get insurance through that company. You'd be able to get insurance from another thing. I don't know. This is me and my most liberal and preachy. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong. Thumbs up to Florida. $15 minimum wage. I think he did the right thing. It's weird to be at the age where um, you go on social media and uh, like old teachers of yours are saying dumb shit on line (laughs) like the people who taught you and molded your mind and had an influence on you are now on social media you see them as adults you're an adult they're an adult and you see them as just a flawed flawed human being who was just trying to get by like now i know teachers i'm friends i have friends that are teachers and they're they get wrecked and party just as hard as everybody else. They're just people doing a job trying to get by. And some days they love it and some days they hate it. They are human beings just trying to get through the day. But when you're a little kid, you're like, oh man, this is the this is the guy, this is the person. I'm spending all my time looking up to this person, trying to learn whatever I can from them. They are in charge of molding my mind. I am the future, and they are the the steady hand guiding our future into the future and (laughs) they're not getting wrecked and doing weird tiktok dances where they shake their ass that's what you're thinking as a kid but then as an adult you're like oh no that's what it is 
And now as an adult, I can see those same mind molders just posting dumbass shit on social media, talking about how $15 minimum wage will ruin the economy and destroy everything. Oh my God, $15 minimum wage. What's going to happen? Small business owners are fucked. First off, how many small business owners are paying people minimum wage? Uh, I don't know. How viable is your small business if you can't pay someone $15 an hour? Maybe you shouldn't have employees then. Maybe it's an Etsy shop that you should be working on at home. I don't know. Show me the... (laughs) I, I have no examples. I hear a lot of... All my opinions are heard from people who are not in those situations. I was talking about Nebraska. I don't know anyone in Nebraska. I don't know a single person in Nebraska, but I know a bunch of people from Florida and New York who think they know what people in Nebraska want. I have plenty of friends who will tell me what's important to people in Nebraska. I haven't met a single Nebraskan in my entire life, but I know a billion people who know more about Nebraska than I'm sure those people even do. Jesus. What am I doing? Getting so worked up. Tim, this used to be a fun show. This used to be fun. We used to laugh. We used to come here and laugh and make jokes and have a good time. And maybe we can still do that. This week's topic is video games. Video games. This week we're talking about video games. 37 minutes in. We're finally getting to the topic. I don't know. Video games. We can talk about video games. I love. (laughs) We're just bringing up the topic. I picked as if it's an inconvenience to me. I don't don't need to do topics every. I could just sit down in front of a microphone and and ramble incoherently for a week. But I pick topics because I think it's fun. And now today I'm like, oh, <laughs> Tim, oh, you have to do this thing that you wanted <laughs> you wanted to, to do. I'm a different person than I was last week. That's all. I'm, I everything's changed. Everything's different now. Video games. I've been gaming a lot lately, so to speak. I mean, I with COVID, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much gaming you can do. There's only so much you can't, you couldn't go out. It felt like for a while. So there were a lot of just, just gaming nights, staying in gaming, doing stuff. I got like a real job in the past, like couple years. And for the first time growing up, I never like had a lot of video games. It was not a thing in our house. We got gifts on Christmas and our birthdays. Those were the only two times we got gifts. And I think it was, you know, either the right, um, depending on the day, the right and wrong thing for my parents to do. Probably a great financial decision just to not give kids gifts all the time. And also, you know, there was a lot of times even now where I'm like, why are we getting, we don't need gifts. It's not your birthday. It's not Christmas. It seems like, um, why are we getting this person a gift if it's not their birthday or Christmas? There's no such thing as Thanksgiving Gifts. We're not doing random gifts. That's crazy. Christmas and your birthday. That's when people get presents. And we got uh, a lot of Nintendo stuff. I had like the Nintendo, whatever it was, and the square controller and the cartridge you had to blow on and then stick in and push down and close that little little box lid on. That was fun. I love that thing. Had Gladiator and Super Mario. Only got like two levels into that Super Mario game. You know what I'm talking about? Now you can see videos online of people beating in like 
30 minutes or whatever it is. But they had a game bag. Like the Mario game back then was so intense. And if you died, you had to start over. And you only had three lives. And it was hard. And I was a little kid, so I was bad at it. Even now, I'd probably be bad at it. But then you die and you have to go all the way back to the beginning. Oh, it's crazy. It's insane. Can you imagine putting hours into a game only to die and start at the very beginning? What is that? Insanity. How long does it last? I don't know. I haven't gotten that far in it. Can you play Mario for hours? I don't know. But it felt like I already played it for hours. I know I only got like two levels in. There was a lot there. You had to dodge all these fireballs. You had to jump on some turtles and, and knock them around. And there were all these little secret passages and stuff. It was crazy. It was fun, but hard. The duck game, that was fun. I had a little little gun and there'd be birds flying around. You could shoot the ducks and it was great. It was a great game. Great Nintendo system. Then we got the cube, the GameCube. That one, no, no, no. Then we got the 64 and then a GameCube and then a Wii. Notice all Nintendo products. I was not a gamer. These were just fun. We had the that go kart and Mario Kart. <laughs> we would kart all the time with Smash Bros all the time. All the good Nintendo games. Nintendo's a weird system, though, man. It, it, not until I was an adult did I even realize, like in college, that there were games that you could just like sit down and immerse yourself in and just play by yourself for like hours. I had, like Zelda and stuff, but it felt like felt like N- Nintendo has always been like the party s- system, you know, where like you and there's multiple people in the room with you. You're doing like a team thing. You're co-oping something. Then they just became like the console of like weird controllers where you need you need two joysticks. You need a wristband. You need to like tie something down to yourself. You got to wear a life jacket when you're playing and then you just wave your hands wildly and that moves something. And then that's a barrel. And then Mario jumps over something and and Diddy Kong's there. And you're like, wow, this is great. This is a party. Let's call it Mario Party. And then that's the that's the Nintendo. And then there's like, you know, you got Xbox, PlayStation, real gamer consoles, real gamers play those. You got those exclusives like Spider-Man or Halo or something. You're like, yes, these are real games. What real gamers do. First time I saw one of those, I tried to like duct tape one of those controllers to my wrists. And my, my friends were like, what? You don't have to do that now. And I was like, what? But this is what we used to do for Nintendo. And they're like, no, 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 no. These are just controllers you hold and play with like a gaming console and everything's different. Nintendo's weird. Nintendo's a weird gaming system. Whatever. I, I got a job in the past few years where I was finally making okay money. I didn't get these systems right away. Like when they went on sale, you know, like a new system comes out and then like two years later, it's like like half the price. I got a Nintendo switch and a PS4. Boom, boom. Black Friday deals. Not back to back, but, you know, they were affordable. I'm not trying to brag. Just I came into a lot of money. And they were on sale. That is not what happened. I just this is the first time in my life I had two gaming systems and I got to like really experience gaming, got to play online with people. It's crazy as an adult being a game. I'm not even a gamer. I'm terrible at video games. I am the worst video game player ever. I get, you know, like when you're playing a video game 
and they give you like if you like die or something, they have like a little advice that goes across the bottom of the screen while it's like loading up for the menu. And it'll say like, you know, press B when you're in camp, when somebody attacks to dodge or press R to do this. I just constantly get the like the warning of like, you know, you can go to the options menu and uh, select an easier setting if that's you can lower the difficulty at any time <laughs> if you want to. You know, if the game's too hard, you can lower the difficulty. That's all I get when I'm playing games. It's just constant reminders. Listen, you're playing on normal now. We have easy and we have beginner that are still options if you want it. You know, you seem like someone who really just prefers the story. You just want to know what's going on with the minimal effort or interaction <laughs> just want you look like someone who just needs something to like distract themselves you you seem like someone who should be watching a movie but uh felt like you wanted to participate more so we're just gonna barely you need controls that are just like you just win automatically you just beat people and just glide all the way through to the end that's what it feels. I'm a terrible gamer, but I but I like it. You go online though, man. I tried I played some Fortnite. That's what all the kids are playing now. Ugh. Problem with all these games and going online is that whatever you by the time I get online or the, by the time a lot of people get online, there are some kids out there who have already mastered what I will not be able to do in a lifetime. There's already people out there who are just so much better than you that you are going to get wrecked constantly. I'm saying you. I mean me. I got destroyed in Fortnite by by children. I have no way <laughs> of beating them. I have no way of stopping them. They're building houses that I am trapped in and then blowing up the houses and I die. And I was like, I didn't know you could build houses in this game. I thought you would just shoot people and parachute around and have fun and talk smack to people. But it turns out you just get sniped constantly. I don't know anything about it. Whatever. I just know the PC game. All I know about gaming is that people on PC are cowards. You're hiding behind your mouse and your keyboard. Get out here and game with the rest of us. Buy a console, you dweeb. Just, you know, if you're playing on a computer, you have the mouse, you can just point and click and it's just it's just way easier than the controller. So there's people on PCs coming in and destroying everybody, embarrassing everyone. It's like go-karting in a real car. Like, of course, you're going to smoke these people. The technology is better. You are more advanced than us. I don't know if I'm going to buy a new system again. I, I like the ones I have, but they're already they're coming out with a PlayStation. That's the problem with like not buying it when it's new is I've had it for like a year or two and they're already coming out with a new one because I was late to the game. PS5 is coming out. There's going to be a new Nintendo eventually, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they're going to stick with the switch but a ps5 500 you want to spend 500 dollars on a ps5 why why what would i do this is great how much better is it gonna get it already looks incredible it looks like i'm actually a god of war in this right now why am i paying more money for for what just more games more access to stuff how much better can this stuff look i don't know i don't know i'll probably wait two years and then buy it late like i always do or maybe i'll quit again it's uh, video games they suck you in man it's a great way to play let's wrap this thing up <laughs> Go. I saw these <laughs> all these like TikTok 
I mean, it got messed messed with a lot online, but there were I saw the there were dumbass <laughs> Trump supporters who were like, "Oh, when Biden wins, I'm moving to Canada," and it's like, "What the fuck? Are you stupid? Why? Why would you be happier in Canada? They are the way more liberal than we are. They believe in all of the things you hate. Why are you going to Canada? I legit." 70 million people voting for Trump. Pardon me. was like, you know what? Maybe I'm done. Maybe I should go somewhere else. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking about leaving New York. I should be leaving about leaving the country, but I don't know where I would go. I've been doing Spanish Duolingo for only 285 days. I don't know enough to get by. I'd have to move to an English speaking place. Go to England, I guess. Do they speak English there? They got to, right? France. Do they speak English? No, they speak. They speak French there. Portugal. That's they speak Portuguese. Spain. They speak Spanish there. Where else? Canada, London, New Zealand, Australia. Those are the places I could go. I'll go to Australia next week. Next week's topic is Australia. I'm going to learn about Australia. I'm going to talk about it next week. And that'll be that'll be a return to form for all of us. But until then, Tim Keck's top five favorite video games. You know, I was thinking about doing things that I like about video, what my favorite video game things are. But you know what? We're going to get to it all. This will be a good deep dive exploration for about five minutes of (laughs) of these video games that are great. Honorable mention in this top five. Overcooked. Incredible game. Incredible game. Have you played Overcooked? You can have up to four people. On the, I think it's on the Nintendo. I've been playing on the Nintendo Switch. I think it's on other stuff. Don't hold me to it. But you're a little chef. And all you have to do is you make things in the kitchen. And it's like a throwback to all these old like Nintendo games where you like move over to a pancake. You flip it before it burns. And then you have to catch it and like move it over somewhere else. But this place you like you have you're, you're making like a rice and fish dish. So you have to get the rice. You have to put it in the pot. You have to move it around and you can play with up to four people. And it gets more and more complicated. So you have all this teamwork going. So like there were times where I had like a bunch of people over and we were all just playing overcooked together and we're all yelling at each other and like bossing each other around it feels like you're in a real kitchen even though you're a cartoon alligator in a wheelchair for some reason just like gliding around the screen knocking people off off like the platform and like they're falling to their death but you still have to serve the sushi rolls on time super fun game would recommend it's got all the qualities of like a good group hang game right like if you have a bunch of people over you need a game I'm not a big fan of these like Mario parties or these like what do you call it? Jack in the boxes where it's like, oh, we're going to we're all going to like write a rap lyric right now. And then we all vote on the best rap lyric. It's like, screw that, man. Let's get in the kitchen and let's do some work. (laughs) Let's get on the kitchen. Let's serve some people some food, guys. Let's feed some people out there. Let's make a difference. Mario party. What? So we're going to pretend to shoot archery at some balloons and whoever gets the most gold coins wins a star screw that let's change lives let's get some food on the plates and out of this kitchen man let's let's do it let's feel something let's build some teamwork all right let's get some talking going let's focus okay I didn't invite you guys over here to drink and mess around I came over I invited you over to drink and play overcooked All right. Honorable mention. Top five. Just played this game. The Last of Us. They came out with a sequel. It's not as good. Sorry. Sorry, PS5. PS4. 
probably going to be better. I don't know. I have no idea why I'm going off on the sequel thing, but it was like the first game I played where the story was like the most important thing before this. People were like, Tim, uh, do you like a video game? Well, how's the story? It's like, I don't know what the story I always press B. I always fast forward through these story things because they're all bad and they're weak. And it's like, Oh, you got to get the, you got to get the ring to Mordor or whatever. It's like, I don't care. Fast forward to me cutting through orcs, you know? I don't know if there's actually a game like that, but I just wanted to smash stuff. I always just want to play the game. And this is the first one. It's a story about this guy and he finds this girl and, and it takes place in like a zombie apocalypse and, and she's immune to becoming a zombie. You know, if a zombie bites you, you become a zombie, but she got bit and she didn't turn to a zombie. So they think she's the cure. She's the way to save humanity. And so he's trying to get her to the people who can like, get her blood and and make a serum and you're just just fighting your way through this weird zombie world and zombies are a part of it sure but there's people and there's just life gets in the way you know and then their relationship is growing and they're interacting with you see the downfall of society and all these mini like tribes and things and little colonies that have popped up it's like the walking dead but you're actually like fighting your way through stuff and Man, it's fun. It's cool. It's good. It's the kind of thing I like to immerse myself in just sit and watch. And man, it's exactly like uh, it's like a movie. It was like a movie you could play through. And yeah, they told me a lot of the times, Tim, there are easier settings, easier difficulties. And I went down a few, but it was still great. Love the story. Number five on my list would recommend. Number four, Zelda Breath of the Wild. There have been a bunch of these Zelda games, right? For Nintendos. It feels like there's always a new one. I had the one for 64. Uh, not the mask one, like the Orkin of Time, I think. I I played it for a while. I love that game. I was so into it. And then I got to the water temple and I just couldn't pass it. And it's like, okay, I guess I'm done. I guess I'm done with Zelda. There was no, it didn't feel like there was internet back then. Was there internet back then? I wasn't going on the internet like Googling. And I couldn't pull out my iPhone and Google how to beat the water temple, you know? So I just... You got to a hard part of video game. It's like, okay, I'm done. I guess my parents can't help me. My sister can't help me. I don't. My friends don't know. What do I? I'm, it's it. It's over. We've gone as far as we can in this game. Zelda Breath of the Wild. That was my first Nintendo Switch purchase. And I moved to like a little sublet apartment. And I got to tell you, there were some <laughs> solid weekends where all I did was sit, sit and play this game. Just fighting through all these weird cartoon things it's like an open world Zelda. It was awesome, man. All I want is an open world slug fest. I don't want anybody telling me where to go or when to go unless you're the last of us. Otherwise, get out of my way. Let me wander around. Let me make mistakes. Let me learn from them. You know? <laughs> That's what I want. A nice open world. Zelda Breath of the Wild, man. You scratch that itch. That's a great game. You get a thumbs up. That's a different segment, but thumbs up. Number three on this list, maybe the best game of all time, Grand Theft Auto 5. It's the best one. It's the best one. It's been coming out on like every platform since then. I, I think I've played the other ones, but five was the best one. It had like three main characters, whatever. The best thing is the cheat codes, man. Rockstar crushes these open world games. You can have cheat codes. You can you can make a bunch of helicopters. You can get fire bullets. You can make yourself indestructible. You can just make cars appear out of nowhere. You can steal cars. You can murder people. You can pick up prostitutes and kill them. It's everything you want to do in real life, but can't. Grand Theft Auto, it's incredible. It's the best game of all time. And it's only third on this list. Number two, Smash Bros. All of them. Who cares? 
Every Nintendo thing comes out with a new Super Smash Bros. They're all good. The most recent one, awesome. Great. You can play with like 10 characters on there. Had a couple like get togethers where there was like a bunch of people playing, a bunch of characters on the screen. You can't even tell what's happening. There's so much action going on. So maybe it's not as good as the last one. I th- What was the best one? 64. The GameCube one. Was that the best one? I don't know. It's another great like group activity. Okay. I don't want to be rolling dice. I don't want to be playing like shitty board games. I don't want to be playing a video game. That's a board game that we could have played in real life. You know what I'm saying? I want a goal. I want to be in a kitchen making food or I want to be on an arena in an arena on a platform or on the back of some weird dragon as a bunch of characters fighting each other. I want to be fighting people. I want to be winning and losing. All right. We can do it as a team or we can do it on our own, but I want conflict. I want a story. That's what I want when we all hang out. That's number two. Number one on this list, red dead redemption dose. The first one, incredible had that played it on a friend's system. It was the bomb. The best thing about Red Dead one was that they had bonus content where you could turn everything into a zombie. And that was awesome. And you could kill a bunch of zombies. Uh, you got a horse that was that set people on fire. It was awesome. That was the best game ever until Red Dead Redemption two came out from the same people who do Grand Theft Auto. And it is Grand Theft Auto. But you were a cowboy. You have a horse. You go around. You shoot people. You you do whatever you want. It's open world. You can murder people. There's little things where you ride through the woods and you see a KKK rally and you get to kill all the KKK people. It's wonderful. It's cathartic. Ten out of ten. Would recommend. Best video game I've ever played of all time. Probably. It's. A, I don't know how it gets any better than that. It looked great. It sounded great. The story was okay. But man, oh man, the days I wish I could just play Red Dead Redemption again with fresh eyes. Wish I had one of those neuralizers for Men in Black so I could erase my memories of Red Dead Redemption 2 and start over. That's how good it is. Would recommend for everybody. And again, if you're not into video games, man, you probably hated this, but who cares? I'm not sorry. (laughs) Oh, guys, I'm going to talk about Australia next week. And uh, that's the show. That's Tim Keck's top five. Uh, favorite video games, honorable mention overcooked number five, the last of us, number four, Zelda breath of the wild. Number three, grand theft auto five, number two, super smash bros. All of them, I guess maybe the most recent one and number one, red dead redemption guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you, if you have any, um, beef with me if you want to share anything you got any tips about australia email the show call the show guys let me know and the king stays king bye